I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The CoLab, which is a member-led, inclusive global networking community for fashion, beauty, wellness, retail, and consumer luxury professionals. I'm glad you're back for season two, where we have more career stories. Every week, two members interview each other, so you'll get to hear two different stories. I hope you'll learn from these stories, listen to them, share them, and join us and tell your own story. Hi, I'm Jermaine Francis. I'm a photographer based in London. And today I'm going to be interviewing Eloise Goodman, who based in New York. Yes, yes. In and Manhattan. Manhattan. That's it. You live there. And also, I just think, so your, how would you describe your role? I would say production, but I feel like it's got more it seems um, a bit simplistic to say that. No, I know. I, I, I feel like right now I am more focused on content production. Um, so that's correct. That's correct. And how's that going in this new normal or not so normal era of uh, COVID? You know, I've been incredibly fortunate. It's been it's been good for me. I've been um, working with Elf Cosmetics and doing projects. And this summer we were able to uh, start being in the studio together. And, um, this past week we were doing some remote shoots that were talent and the necessary crew were in the studio and the rest of us who weren't incredibly necessary weren't. So I've, I've been very, very lucky and just pinch myself. <laughs> That's good. Um, so where, yeah, I mean, for if I've sort of known you for a long time, but not known you yeah. <laughs> in, in, no, a, in a strange way. <laughs> So it's quite a good opportunity now to sort of find the background of sort of, you know, where you grew up and how you got into this industry and in general, your journey, your journey. Well, I grew up actually not far from where I'm living right now, which um, is Midtown Manhattan, um, New York City. Uh, I I feel like my journey has been uh, definitely not linear and um and somewhat unconventional. Uh, I was the, I am the daughter of a former fashion editor. Um, my mother was, uh, an editor at Harper's Bazaar when I was born. And for years I used to tease her that I was resisting, you know, going into the business and I never wanted to be, uh, I never wanted to work for a magazine and the pull was greater than, uh, my wishes, you know, I, I literally, uh, I always say I was born in the middle of a fashion shoot because my mother was on day one of a, of a photo shoot and she, uh, went, went into labor and had to, couldn't finish the second day. Um, but she did manage to get to the hospital in plenty of time to, <laughs> to have me. Um, so I, I kind of a real fashion and, moment. <laughs> yeah. A real fashion moment. I think from what I was told, it was furs. Uh, she, I was born in June and she was, um, on a photo shoot doing furs at Grand Central Station. Um, someday I'll have to find the picture because I don't have the picture. Because for um, people, well, who is your, um, I probably know who, but who would? Who was your mother at Harper's Bazaar at that um, point? Um, my, my mother was, she was like, a, they called them sittings editors. And her, um, she was, you know, on, on the more junior side of things. Um, her, na- her name was, was, was uh, Betty Ann Grund. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I, so I kind of, I you know, grew up around all these amazing photographers and amazingly creative people. Um, and cause she was at the center of this world and I, I was intimidated by it actually. Um, and 
went into it a little bit backwards because, um, or not backwards, I should say. So I, I did kind of keep my promise. I never have worked for a fashion magazine directly, although I, um, I kind of finally broke through my resistance when I worked at Art and Commerce. I would say that was my, uh, my first job around photography. Um, and I was very lucky because I got to work with amazing people and learned so much from Ann Kennedy and Jimmy Moffat and Leslie, Leslie Sweeney, who are the founders of the company. And it was, it was also during a time when, you know, budgets were big and people would be creative. And um, although I have to say, I did cheer when they grounded the Concord because I didn't have to beg any more clients for Concord tickets. (laughs) 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 But, um, but that aside, you know, I, I just, I, I, when I think about it, I just can't even believe, you know, that, I got to work with photographers who were doing the Calvin Klein campaigns and, you know, shooting covers for Vogue and Harper's Bazaar and going on these amazing trips to Africa and, you know, all over the world. It was, it was, although I, you know, I was sitting at a desk, but I felt like I got to travel with them virtually before virtually was a word. Um, And it was just, it was amazing. And, but I kind of came up with this idea when I was at Art and Commerce that, I wanted to be commissioning the talent rather than having to look for work for them. Okay. And so, um, and also besides working uh, as an agent at Art and Commerce, I also was in charge of their archive for a couple of years, which was incredible. Um, You know, we had, it was, it was all started around the idea of Robert Maplethorpe's archive. And um, when I was working on it, we got to add, uh, Guy Bourdin's estate and um, they had Eggleston and, and also living photographers like Peter Beard and Jack Pearson. It was just, it was amazing. And, and the list of, of talent from art and commerce. Um, so, but when I was in that moment, I decided I, I really want to be commissioning the talent. Like I want to work on creating, creating the, the final product in a more direct way. Um, and so I, uh, I was lucky enough. I've got to fill in for um, somebody at W Magazine as the the photo editor for the summer while they were on maternity leave, and then from there I went to D Magazine, which is a a, a weekly. Yeah, I remember La, Rep- La Repubblica. Yeah. Um, and then from there I went to Martha Stewart, which was also a place I resisted and didn't want to go to. Ironically, um, they interviewed me when Martha was uh, being indicted and being thrown into jail and okay. I I turned them down and I because I was getting the offer from D magazine and then when I was at D magazine they approached me again and said you know hey we've got even a better job for you this time and please come on you know please come talk to us about the opportunity and I, I resisted because it wasn't you know I was much more um entrenched and uh interested in like the fashion and beauty and portrait okay well, the photography. And then um, I realized when I started to explore it more, I thought, oh my God, there's so many creative people there and the work they do is just gorgeous. And I would be st- stupid not to take this opportunity. Um, so then ended up there uh, for about almost eight years. And as Martha was coming out of prison, her mandate was we have to go digital. Like we can't shoot film. And so that was... Um, a big challenge. You had a big shift from yeah. the uh, film to digital, yeah. Probably one of the yeah. biggest shifts at that point. Right. I mean, and, and I remember um, Bill Abranowitz, a f- f- lifestyle photographer who was kind of there at the beginning of 
you know, creating the Martha brand, said to me the day that Martha was making her grand retour and um, addressing the whole company after getting out of prison and Bill, Bill Abramowitz says to me, you know, in a couple of years, there's not going to be any more film. And I looked at him like, what are you talking about? Of course there has to be film. Um, and, you know, you know the rest. The rest is history. That, that was, I guess that was 2005, Martha was getting out of prison. But the, um, weird, thing, the weird thing about that now, film is back. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and as an art form, like I remember thinking it, this is, it, film is going to become art. Um, so you, so you, you was at Martha Stewart's and, um, and what was the, what was the difference between that career, that job and the job that you would say as a photo editor or working on that side of the magazine, what led to it being um, a more richer kind of experience? Well, it was, it was, um, I got to work on the, she had many magazines at that time, and she was also very. Um, she it was really like working more for a brand rather than just a magazine. Okay, um, because she had uh, you know products, and she had TV, and she was going into radio. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I didn't do radio because it wasn't visual. But if they needed visuals to for promotion, so it was it was overseeing all of the visual. You know the working with the creative team on the visuals for any of those outlets. And it, it forced me to learn about cor- corporate America in a way that I never had before okay, and right. still in a very creative environment. Like, I don't think I'll ever be under the same roof with that many talented and creative people ever again. Like it was such, it was unique experience in that way. Um, I guess it was sort of a precursor to what everybody is doing now from what, yeah. from, from what it sounds like, that experience. Yeah, completely. Martha is, um, as traditional as the brand has always seen, Martha herself is a total trail, trailblazer and, um, you know, I don't know, the, the most original person, you know, always wanting to be cutting edge and first. And uh, what did they say? It's an, she's an early adapter. She definitely okay. is an early adapter. She's thinking about the future, thinking forward, as opposed to trying to hold on to the past. Completely, and... she she does not ever hold on to the past. The, 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 so you know, with her under her leadership, that's amazing. Like you're always forced to be ten steps ahead of yourself in some way. Yeah. Um, in that way, you know. So that was really interesting. And then after that, that that was when you and I got to meet because I went and uh, worked for Lux Up. Um, yeah. I really, I, I was sort of terrified because print everybody you know the mantra the word on the street was print is dying everything is going to be digital everything is going to be on the ipad everything you know like everything is going to be a website like if you you need to to stay relevant so go do something that involves those things and i was lucky enough to and i also wanted the challenge of working for a startup so um at luxup i got to meet you yeah what was the um was it photographing? Was it a new artist? Was it? I can't yeah, remember. exactly. It was. You would, photo, you would photograph. I don't remember who the subjects were, but I do remember it had something to do with the Freeze Art Fair. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. We. It was the people who pre who were involved with that, or artists who were up and coming as well, and curators. I think. Uh, yeah, was it Victoria was... Sidel? Victoria Gombolskaya. And there was a couple of other people, yeah. Yeah, that was great. And your energy was amazing. And um, 
I feel like we were talking at all hours of the day and night. And I always thought, <laughs> I always thought Jermaine never sleeps. I thought I thought I was a 24-7 person. <laughs> has beat. Probably, yeah, I think I've always been a person of the night, to be honest, in some ways. So it's probably oh, so it's perfect to, to work with New York. Perfect um, yeah, and then and then after Lux Up, I I um, which you know sadly was a startup that didn't stay up is what I always yeah, say. Yeah, it was a shame. I um I decided to do consulting. Um, it was is the big word, and I was lucky. I got a lot of great uh, freelance clients. I um I worked with uh, part partners in Spade that's now called Mythology um, on um, a project with Bruce Weber when they were branding Shinola doing mm-hmm. a big campaign and um, got to do some target work with them. And then did some things with Aaron Lauder's brand and worked with a uh, great photographer, Regan Cameron and his studio. And um, I guess then more recently before Alf was working with a great friend, uh, Jenny Friedberg on uh, creative chaos and doing, you know, photo shoots and video things. And then she, had the great opportunity and brought me along um, to do some things for uh, MasterCard um, in the culinary experiential space, which is com- was completely new thing for me and not at all related to photography. But then COVID happened, and so I don't know what's if if that's going to be a, a lane I choose to stay in. Or I, I mean, I love I love photography and I love visuals and I love content production and all the little and big details that go along with that. So I don't, I'm, I've been trying to figure out what to, how to, um, how to keep that going in this new world because everything changes all the time and it changes faster and faster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's about being adaptable and being able to pivot, which it seems that has been your career anyway. It seems that you've been able to adapt and adjust um, wherever you've been or whatever you're, place you've, you've moved to. You're sweet to say that. I never feel like I'm doing that in the moment. I always, um, I always feel like I'm, I'm not changing fast enough. Like I get very attached and want to, or I, I did up until a certain point, like wanted to have roots in a place. And um, so I think that's natural, though. I, I, I mean, I think, I think so. Um, but I think some people are really good at like moving to different cities and. I don't know. I, I mean, my sister makes fun of me because as I start, said at the beginning, like I'm still living a couple of blocks from where we grew up, <laughs> not even on purpose, but it just, that's just how it's turned out. Um, you know, she's lived all in all different parts of the country and I can't seem to get out of the zip code. <laughs> not a bad zip code to be fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in career wise, you know, you must have had proud moments or things that you're really proud of what you, what you achieved or projects you were part of? Um, I, I guess there's so many. I mean, one that stands out is definitely, um, well, I was at Martha Stewart when we created the first, what we were calling at the time, the iPad issue. Um, okay. And we were working with Apple and uh, Wired magazine, and we did an issue that was not at all available. It wasn't available in print at all, which at the time was very um you know, revolutionary and it had all this video and it had, you know, all these different bells and whistles. And, um, we then, uh, won a society for publication designer award for, I think it was best tablet or maybe we got the second, I I don't remember exactly what the, what the 
award was, but that was a very proud moment. And I was, um, I felt really lucky to be part of that team. And it was, it was an exhausting amount of work. And, and the irony is it was the, the, issue itself was so heavy because of, you know, the amount of video and content mm-hmm. that it took like four hours to download at the time, <laughs> I think, as I was told. But, you know, it, it looked beautiful. It was very informed. You know, it was typical, Martha. It looked beautiful. It taught you something. It was aspirational, inspirational, all, the, you know, it, it hit all those notes. But techni- technically, it was still... Um, but I think that was also the technology was new. So nobody yeah, you know, had to da- yeah. download stuff to their iPad. Um, so that was definitely a highlight. I was wondering, is there anything that you feel you, you could have changed differently or, you know, maybe mistakes? Or I mean, I always find that question always quite interesting, how people answer it. But, you know, is there anything that you think about doing differently? or? Um, well, I guess what, what I, I often think about this, what I wish I had known how to do was to manage that's something we call in the US managing up. Like I I always feel like I was really good at um, keeping my team happy and, you know, worrying about everybody's well being and their productivity, and their creativity and all that. But I was always um, a little bit more uh, shy about asking for help from the people who I reported into. And I feel like that hurt me in the end, because um, I, I don't know. I haven't even fully, uh, artic- I don't know if I can articulate like why it hurt me, but I feel like I would have been happier and less, um, stressed if I had opened up a, a better dialogue with the people I reported into and okay. asked for help. Um, so I've been working on that. <laughs> That's what was good. I mean, that's just learning curves and that's life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In life, you, you gain confidence and you learn things as you go. You have to make the mistakes. I was wondering what's next. Well, I mean, we've got, but, you know, so have you been thinking about what's next? I guess obviously under the current situation, but at some point there will be some end to it. Have you thought about future-wise? Has this made you think differently about life or where you want to go? Or um. It, it definitely has. And I'm it, it, what's next is still a big question mark. So I'm what I'm trying to learn how to do is to list is to sort of pause, breathe and listen to myself, because I think um, I can get a little bit caught up in. Uh, in worrying about what's next instead of living, living in the now and mm-hmm. letting it all ta- letting it all happen. I know that sounds a little bit new agey, but, um, you know, I'm definitely thinking and I, I, I think in order to create what's next, I just have to keep being open to all the possibilities and to talk to as many people as I can. Um, and then it'll, it'll come together. Yeah, I, I agree. It, uh, yeah, I mean, being open, I think it's really important at the moment. Um, being positive as well is really important. Yeah, it's completely, just being positive. I mean, I know for me, the thing I enjoy the most is collaborating with, with great people. So as long as I can keep doing that in some way, shape or form, um, you know, collaborating with positive and happy people always is satisfying. Sounds like you've got it sorted. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you'll have to remind me. (laughs) (laughs) To remind ourselves. Right. Thank you so much for uh, oh, my talking to me today. It's been a real pleasure. Good to hear your voice. 
Likewise, and loved hearing your voice. Thanks for listening to the CoLab Career Stories. Follow us on social media at Join the CoLab and join us so you can tell your story.